Dad's Right, Season 3, Episode 17. able to get two episodes edited last week and we're all caught up this episode uh is not a week behind well this episode might be but the, the ones that they listened to before weren't <laughs> and this one will theoretically be released on time as well yes well and and that's that kind of leads into the first good time and it's a good time because uh i, I had a touch of the covid but I'm feeling much better now. But it, it gave me a bit of spare time to do all the editing. So that's why it may be edited poorly because I was kind of spacey. Had a bit of a fever a couple of days, but overall... You know, yeah, just understandable. Overall, it wasn't too... So I don't know I don't know how the editing turned out, but it, it got done. But overall, you know, I think we had... A, a, I feel pretty lucky, I guess, because it wasn't... Like, it never... You could hear people was struggling to breathe in that. We, I never uh, never experienced that. I guess it never went to my lungs, or well, I mean, there was a cough, like a cold. It was like a combo cold and flu together as as one all encompassing disease, is how it felt. And then there was a couple of, you know, when you have a flu, you uh, your fever tends to spike and then it breaks, and then you get like the sweats, and then you're better. Yeah, there was like three of those, so that was interesting. But other than that, it was it wasn't wasn't all that. There's only two days where I was really, like, really just slept a lot. That's I mean, and that's probably for the best. Yeah, well, pretty much over and done within a week. Uh, still under quarantine for me. I, I'm stuck in the house till the sixth of May, but that's okay. Yeah. Moving on from that, CN oh, CNN. Uh, it's it's definitely a biased network. It's definitely not my favorite network, but I gotta yeah. gotta like. Uh, Jim Acosta this week called Fox News a bullshit factory on air, which I thought was funny. (laughs) (laughs) And this one, I I struggled on where to put this, actually. Thousands of people attended a music festival in Wuhan. Legitimate. It wasn't against the law or anything. It was a legitimate festival Mm -hmm. because they're, they're, I guess they're, you know, have that sort of COVID under control there, which, you know... Overall, I, I decided good time. Part of you know, you think, well, how come they get to do that when the rest of us <laughs> are still stuck in quarantine and it started there? Shouldn't they have to suffer yeah. till we're all done? But uh, but ultimately, it's good. Uh, the more places that are back to normal, the better. So ultimately, it's a good time, and hopefully, we get to see more of that. In, you know, soon. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's all. That's that's it for me for good times. Over to you. All right, this is actually one of my longest good times. So that's, that's good. A, that's a turning that's a point. Idea. And yeah, and uh, mom, just so you know, I, was, I think it's going to be a short one because I don't have much in political, and I feel like normally I'm the one who makes political very long. I have like three short things. Oh so. no, short episode. Um, but first, uh, she's still listening to the Beverly episode. She still is. Yeah. That's hilarious. A little bit every day. <laughs> um, we should have we should have done that. We should have sorry. We should have split one that one up like Lord of the Rings or something, or like the last Harry Potter. <laughs> Two parter. A, a three parter. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Moderna is delivering one million uh, vaccines next week. 
which is good. This is part of their delayed shipments, and um, but it's getting here. And uh, I, so I kept seeing these news articles about, like, Canada bracing for a vaccine wave, which, first of all, immediately sounds bad, like, when you're bracing for something. Sounds great to me. I would... I would love to let the vaccine wave just wash over me. Yeah, exactly. I will brace. Yeah. I will just let it, you know, take it with me. Um, and that wave is we're expecting 48 to 50 million shots by Canada Day. Well, that's good. But that all sounds great, except for I feel like I've been being told to brace for all these vaccines coming for months. Yeah. Like, well, now like, that oh, they're all coming, don't worry. Now that, the states is, now that the states is mostly done, we'll probably get some more. Yeah, well, actually, no, that leads me into my next two good times, because the first one is that the governor of Alaska is offering to vaccinate residents in B.C. and the Yukon in an effort to create an Alaska-Yukon-B.C. bubble where people can travel. Oh, that's nice. Um, Because apparently there's, like, some, like, border cities in the Yukon and Alaska where they really rely on each other for certain things. Right. And in B.C. as well. So, like, you know, the northern parts of B.C. Yep. So that's nice to them. And you know what? Republican governor. So this is me saying something nice. I feel the need to announce every time I say something nice about a right-wing official so people know that I'm not entirely biased. Who is the... Like, the other side? When they do something okay, you can recognize it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What? So Who is I the governor of Alaska? No, I can recognize when they do something okay. They just don't often. Yes. <laughs> Who is the governor of Alaska at the moment? Mark. Oh, yes. Mark. He's a good one. <laughs> Mark Dunleavy. Oh, okay. Mike. It's not even Mark. It's Mike. It's oh. Mike. <laughs> so close. <laughs> Damn it. And then my other one is the U.S. is set to start sharing 60 million AstraZeneca vaccines, but not exclusively with us. There's no word yet exactly where they're going, but, like, everybody needs them, so that's still good times. Yeah, absolutely. I love how it's AstraZeneca, though. They're like, we don't want these ones. You can have yeah. them. <laughs> these are our spares. <laughs> yeah they're all astrazeneca complete coincidence it's just a weird i don't know how that happened yeah it's crazy <laughs> so yeah so that's good hopefully that helps get more people vaccinated yeah and i'm sure and i'm sure a good portion of them will come up here because uh they the u.s wants the border back open probably as much or more yeah. as we do yeah i think most will probably go to us in, a, in mexico yeah that makes Mexico sense. just has a bunch of the Russian ones, which means they basically have none. <laughs> and this is just a great time. Rudy Giuliani's home was raided by federal agents, which is great. And uh, I was reading an article that's saying that the fact that they did this, because to do that kind of raid, you need like approval from some top people in the U.S. Department of Justice. So it suggests that the DOJ in the U.S. feels like they, they have a credible case against him. Why? He seems and so above board. Totally legitimate. I, I can't believe that there's anything going on there. Yeah, it's a real shame because he was like, I mean, I obviously don't remember this because I was two in a bit. But That's hardly an excuse. He was, he was, um, I was reading, like, he was like a national hero after the, because he was mayor of New York after 9-11. Yep. And before, and, like, widely but, yep. praised During. Widely praised for his handling of it. And uh, and now he's just like a national embarrassment for the U.S. Yeah, he um, he went off his meds somewhere on in there. I don't know what happened. Yeah, because like he was seen as a shoe in in the 2008 GOP primary. You know, after handling that, and then you know waiting for George Bush's terms to be over, 
But like his presidential campaign, I think was probably the beginning of the end for him because he ran. But it just was like so wacky and it went so off the rails, and he said so many bad things. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, that's the one John McCain ended up winning, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened. He, I mean, possibly he just sort of lost it. Possibly he just possibly. was able to rise to the occasion of nine eleven. Like, I don't know that he was considered a great mayor prior to that. You know yeah. that 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 made him and in handling it as well as anybody could. I think in that moment, really made it seem like he could do more, but. You know when that got taken away and 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 it was more like just day to day life again. Uh, everybody realized that no, he he actually is nuts. Yeah, and that's kind of I, I was just reading about it a little bit, and uh, you know he was like criticized for lack among uh, a lack of like substantive policy positions, and you know like he pulled uh, like first, but then he started to fall. Uh, there was a bit of a controversy when there was a camp, a grassroots campaign called 9-11 for Rudy, which attempted to get people to donate $9.11 to his campaign, which, you know, was probably a bit tasteless. Probably a bit. Must have been his idea. Yeah. So. No, and the, that's the other thing. He was just, you know, he's running on that and, and dining off that. And yeah. it works for a bit, but ultimately people see that there's nothing there. Yeah, well, you know, as well as, you know, George W. Bush basically rode his response to 9-11 into his second term. Like, he was able to play that. But that was in, you know, 9-11 2001, that was in 2004. It's 2000, uh, 2008, it's a long time after. People have, you know, pretty emotionally separate from that. Yeah, you're, you're right. Obviously, the farther away it gets, but it was, I mean, it was traumatic. No, absolutely. But like, but but know, it still can't still, be the only thing you run on. You know, yeah. you need to have some yeah. other policy. And and you do, you know, as time goes on, that you are less emotional about the trauma. Yeah. So you know, like two thousand late two thousand one to you know two thousand four election is a much smaller time than two thousand one two thousand eight. Yeah, although you know, uh, at that point, Osama bin Laden was still alive and 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 wanted i guess so it wasn't like yeah it wasn't like it it had been forgotten about you know everybody no. still remembered but but he had nothing More. else yeah exactly anyway going i have one bad time and it's and it's a you know it's a pretty bad time um alberta is breaking records as covid cases soar and we now have the most cases per capita way to go and i have it's tough to beat ontario but well done Thank you. Um, I put new restrictions, but then after new, I put in brackets old, because it's the same restrictions <laughs> that we've been having on and off for months. I've uh, been put in place, which are like closing indoor gyms and no sit-down dining. Um, but they're going a little further in that curfews will be put in place for municipalities that have 1,000 cases per 100,000 residents if the municipalities request them. Okay, that's a weird... So, like, Jason Kenney is... Put any curfews out, but if you have uh, 1,000 to 100,000 uh, positive case uh, rate, and you go to the provincial government, and is like, hey, can you give us a curfew? The provincial government will give you a curfew. 
I don't know why a mayor can't just give a curfew. I'm pretty sure that's a thing, but... Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Can't you just have a curfew on your own town? Yeah, strange. It is odd. Um, but anyway, that's my bad time. Well, on the... Uh, a Canadian woman has died of a blood clot uh, after getting the AstraZeneca vaccine. She got the vaccine on April 9th and then passed away on April 23rd. Now, the blood clots are rare, but they're possible, so everybody should needs to make sure they're aware of the signs, right? This wasn't... It doesn't happen right after you get the vaccine, right? So you have to you have to be aware. I, like, I didn't know necessarily what they were. Yeah. And you should be aware anyway, because, you know, it, there's, there's other things that can give you blood clots. Mm-hmm. So depending on where it is, it's different symptoms, and I thought I'd remember them, but I don't. So everybody should look it up. It's online. It's very. It's not hard to find. And then you know, I still think you you have to give or take the vaccine if you get it. And according to the research, uh, there's about a ten times more risk of getting a brain blood clot from having the COVID nineteen infection than there is from the AstraZeneca vaccine. So it's still worth getting. But it's good to be aware after you after you take it to at least know yeah. what your symptoms are. And if you're not feeling right, then get to a hospital. Yeah. Moving on from that, it seems that the that the Trump effect, uh, or what's being called the Trump effect, is is acting in politics now, and it has other celebrities. I mean, that's kind of includes Trump as a celebrity, but I guess he sort of is thinking about getting into politics, including the likes of Matthew McConaughey and Caitlyn Jenner. And my response to that is, please don't. How about... Caitlyn Jenner's not thinking about it. She's running for governor of California. Yeah, she is. But it's part of this... Uh, well, I mean, the article I read was saying it's basically, you know, might probably wouldn't happen if it wasn't post-Trump. Yeah. It's, it's, gave, it's provided a, a leap-off point for, well, Republican celebrities and celebrities in general. And yeah, it's, absolutely. I would have thought it would be the opposite effect, and celebrities would be like, wow, let's not do that. But, <laughs> guess I was wrong. Yeah. Speaking of Trump, some former Trump supporters uh, and anti-vaxxers are forging vaccine cards and using a government-issued template to false, falsely claim that they received their shots, and, and basically telling people how to do it online. Not super oh, dangerous. God. How about we all just get vaccinated? Yeah. And, you know, if, if you don't want to get vaccinated, that's your right, I guess. But then it's other people's right to say, then you can't come to this party or that party or do this thing or do that thing where there's going to be people that are vaccinated. And if you're now fraudulently claiming that you've been vaccinated, then that's that's an issue. Yeah. I think, like, I don't think, you obviously can't force people to get vaccines. Like, you know, we shouldn't have snipers in the streets shooting vaccines into arms. Um, But I think if you aren't fully vaccinated against certain, like, deadly illnesses, that the provinces should be able to not renew your driver's license. You know, federal government should be allowed to not renew your passport. Like, it's a public health issue. Very serious. Yeah, I don't. You can drive by yourself. Like I don't think that's an issue. But but 
no, travel, I, yeah. I, I, getting I on a drive by yourself, but it's less about what's safe and what's dangerous and what's get a vaccine. Like, you want your driver's license? Get a vaccine. No, no, I think you need to relate it somehow to what what it can be. I'm not I'm not an anti-vaxer, but I, you can't just go around telling people what to do. You just can't. It's I think not, when it's a public health issue, you can. Yeah, I think it's the job of the government to protect its citizens, and you need in order to protect your citizens, you need people to get vaccinated. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's, it's a lot like the seatbelt law. Incentive. It's a lot like the seatbelt law to me. I'm not a hundred percent sure that should be a law either. Like if you're, I, I'm, and and maybe maybe it's not to keep people alive. Maybe it's to reduce medical bills overall. But I would assume medical bills go up because people probably don't die with a seatbelt on, and they would have without. So you know, like you're 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 mandating against stupidity. Which, uh, I mean, why? I mean, it works. Very few people have issues with wearing seatbelts these days. You just make people do it for long enough and they become okay with it. Yeah. No, well, yeah, but it wasn't like that in the beginning. And I'm just, you know, any new law that's for help, for safety, you know, it's a bit of big brother and big sister. Like, can't you just, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be required, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And you almost need the choice to be able to not to. But, I don't know. Just go get a vaccine. Sorry, that's me chewing on a Halls. I still have a little bit of uh, stuffed nose. Ah. The the MyPillow guy is making a new social media website called Frank. I I don't see how this goes sideways at all. This is probably going to be a really successful venture for him. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it should be awesome. <laughs> and and last but certainly not least officials say an underground nuclear waste storage tank that dates back to like the Manhattan Project days in Washington oh wow uh, has been leaking contaminated liquids into the ground now officials are t- saying to the public that there's no need to panic but I'd be panicking personally <laughs> I'd move. Yeah, that sounds panicky. I think I think property values are probably going to go down there. Quite likely. But yeah, so that's somewhere in Washington, Hanover or something like that, Hanover or Hampton or I don't know. Somewhere in Washington. Um won't be visiting that part of the state anytime soon. Or I don't know yeah, if Washington know. state or Washington DC, not sure. Probably state. That's just my guess. Probably. Uh, you wouldn't think they'd put a big nuclear waste facility underneath the White House. <laughs> yeah, no, probably not. <laughs> I'm guessing Washington State as well. There's a kind of hush all over the world Tonight all over the world You can hear the sounds All over the world. And, uh, well, India's, uh, not getting much better. As I think it was yesterday, they hit an all-time high on deaths in a day with over 3,600. So that's not good. And I just don't... Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think of of just going through it myself and and in, in a house with 
you know, climate-controlled home with uh, clean water to drink and the ability to shower and, and you know what I mean? Like, take care of yourself. And I, I wouldn't want to do it if I didn't have all that. You know what I mean? Like, and there's some people in India that don't. And yeah. it cannot be easy. And they're running out of, of people, they're running out of oxygen. Uh, it's, it's just a bad, it's bad situation over there. And I'm not, I'm not sure. Oh, I mean, maybe, mo- I mean, I'm, the answer is vaccinations, but it's a big population to yeah. vaccinate for sure. And moving on from that, there's, there's a video of, uh, of South, uh, I wrote, I wrote South America here, but I'm pretty sure it was actually South Africa. Where were two South African drivers in what they call a cash van, which is I'm assuming like an armored truck that's filling up ATMs. Yeah. Uh, so it's the it's the dash cam video for this cash van. Say that ten times fast, and <laughs> uh, and they get attacked and they get shot at, and and they get chased. God. And these dr- there's two guys in there. There's a passenger and a driver. And these guys must be the most well-paid uh, armored truck guys, or well-trained armored truck guys, because they, like, there's no panic in them. And this guy's, like, spinning his wheel back and forth, driving, running people side out. The- it looked like a movie chase. And they're just both huh. sort of super calm. The one guy's got this big gun that he pulls out. <laughs> the driver's just driving, and he's chatting away with the guy, like, you know, like, spinning the wheel, and he's like says something in uh, Afrikaans, I guess. I don't know, some foreign language. And, uh, yeah, crazy. But I just, if you get a chance, you should look it up because maybe it was South, maybe it was South America and I'm just remembering South Africa because I'm coming down off my, uh, my fever, fever dreams. I don't remember exactly, but if you get a chance to watch the video, it's pretty crazy. Anyway, that's all I got for all over the world. All right, well, I only got one thing myself. Um, a massive stampede in Israel killed 45 people and injured another 150 after... Um, well, what happened was the, a bunch of ultra-Orthodox Jew, Jewish people uh, were visiting the tomb of a, of a, of a rabbi that they uh, often do on... Um, the day that this happened, which is some sort of holiday, I don't, I don't fully know. The article didn't go into too much detail, but um, it was very crowded. The I think they said that the estimated sort of like amount of people there was like a hundred thousand, and police had, and I don't know why, but they had barricaded off pretty much all the exits and entrances except for one. So everybody was trying to enter an exit, like going up this mountain. So it's like this quite this slope through this one um, sort of area, and then people started to slip and fall on a slippery sort of metal staircase. And because they were so jammed in there, they just knocked over a whole bunch of other people. And then people started to move out of the way and they were falling and it became this massive thing that, yeah, ended up killing 45 people and injuring another 150. Typically Um, in a thing like that, you, you, you avoid, you try to make sure people are not blocking the exits. Yeah. You want as many as, uh, many exits as possible yeah like hey you can't park there that blocks an exit i don't understand that one we shall uh, see what like the, there's a lot of blame for the government and uh 
we'll, we'll see how that plays out um, and if anything's done, but it, it's, it's quite terrible. Yeah. are just flying through this one today uh on to political you you want to uh you want to go first yeah sure i actually added a few things since the top of this um but they're they're all quite short um the first is that the parliamentary budget officer um crunched the numbers on the ndp's sort of uh idea for a a tax on excess pandemic profits for companies that are like have made a lot of money during and off the pandemic and they said it would rake in eight billion dollars. And you know, compared to our like three hundred fifty-six billion dollar deficit, that doesn't sound like a lot. But you know, every little bit helps. <laughs> uh, and and I mean, yeah, I think in theory it doesn't sound like a bad idea. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you, it's especially. I, I mean, I could definitely get behind it if it was deemed that these people, like sought out to profit off the pandemic. I mean, Amazon profited off the pandemic for sure, but it also helped out. Right? Like people couldn't have it would have been worse if we didn't have home delivery on a lot of things. Yeah. Right? Same also, with same with like did help out by not providing good worker conditions and proper safety gear to workers. Yeah, well, yeah, they also helped out with people getting the getting COVID at their facilities. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, but there's, it's not like, it's not like um, all of a sudden delivery charges went up by 50%, right? Yeah. So it's not like they sought out to take advantage of the situation. You know what I mean? Then they're already taking advantage of everything, yeah. Then, yeah, just in general. But, you know, so I, I still, I, I'm not necessarily anti it, but if it was, if it definitely attacked people that, like, you know, when they first started, people selling Lysol wipes for $30 a, a container, you know. Yeah, tax those people yeah. twenty nine ninety five of that. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um, that's all I really have for Canadian politics this week. Like, it's been relatively quiet. No, I, I like. Mom asked me what the COVID numbers in Ontario were this week. I'm like, I, I don't know. I've been sick. I haven't been following anything. Well, they're bad. Like, we know they're bad, and people like Doug Ford and Jason Kenney are falling in popularity. But there's no like big stories. We know this. We've yeah. talked about it. Yeah. Nothing new. Um, you know, don't want every week to be COVID still bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. But so moving into uh, America, Mitt Romney was booed while speaking at a Utah GOP event. I saw that. When he said he wasn't a fan of President Trump. And then he was called things like rhino and a socialist and things like that. Um and uh, the GOP is I can't tell if it's falling apart or if it's slowly being taken over 
either way, it's in trouble. I just don't think, I don't think the far right is big enough to really take on the left and the center left and the moderate right. Like yeah. I think the moderate right are more likely to join the center than the right. Uh, and I, you know, I don't consider um, if 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 you only bo- if you vote Republican because of abortion, and that's your only issue, and that is why you do it, and you won't change. You're far right. Yeah. If you only vote because of one issue, that's extreme. Yeah. So, you know, I'm including those people in there, but but in general, I think the moderates. I I I I hope. I I have to believe it because it is depressing otherwise. The moderates will join the the Democrats if if this you know, if these guys really take over and kick people like like Romney to the curb and even Liz Cheney looks like she's taken some lumps and Yeah. I mean she's established like establishment G- GOP, right? Like yeah. So that's uh, yeah. it's kind of surprising, yeah. and and I, I I maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe there maybe maybe the states is broken beyond repair, and maybe that full hundred and sixty million or whatever people that voted for Trump are radical, radical right, racist, whatever, but. Let's not go crazy. Trump got like 76 million votes. Biden only got 80-something. Oh, the total was 150 million then. Probably something like that. Oh, okay. That's where I'm getting that from. All right. Well, either way, the, uh, you know, it was half the, almost half the vote. Close to half. It was a big hunk of the population. And, and you know, I have to believe the farther right that they go, the more, that 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 number's going to drop it has to drop i think so yeah. ultimately well, the nice thing sorry i was just going to say ultimately it's probably good for the democrats if they boot people like romney out yeah what's always find find interesting about romney and this happens in like like romney was governor of massachusetts and now he's the senator from utah like how do you make that switch he probably moved yeah but i don't know yeah, yeah, I'm sure he just moved. Oh no, it's just odd. Um, anywho, um, one of, I was going to say. Does he have more than one wife? Maybe he had to move to Utah. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think he does. But um, the what was I, I was going to say one more thing about this. Sorry. Oh yes, I was going to say I generally think that our political system works a little bit better than the American political system because theirs is just too weird like there's so much going on (laughs) um but the one thing where this the the way they have it set up is kind of advantageous is if you're like center right moderate right you can say like you know uh, i'm gonna vote democrat congressman because the gop candidate is too uh right wing but my uh republican senator candidate he's pretty moderate like you know Mitt romney so i'll vote for him and then i'm gonna vote biden on the presidential level because i don't want to vote for trump you know yeah, like you could, you definitely can, but I and that's how I think the moderate wing might might stay alive. But why, why having like these big national 
but it's good for Democrats, at least on the presidential level, to for them to be running for the Republicans to be so right wing. Yeah, and the other problem you're you're right on the Senate and stuff like that that the the rural states where where there is a probably a big following, you know they they um, or at least a bigger following they they get a lot of Senate seats. There's a lot of rural. Yeah, two. No, I know, but there's a lot of rural states. Oh yes, yes, they make up a large composition of the Senate. What is your is your microphone oh, on a ships out at sea sorry i'm playing with this bottle that i have just on my on my end table and i forgot it's right next to my microphone yes well now everybody knows what they were listening to for the last couple of minutes so sorry it's a bottle of kirkland signature uh vitamins okay it sounded like something was whooshing i didn't know all right sorry this is a really short um Segment. I just want to mention it. Biden, uh, in this art, in an article I was reading um, after his sort of like uh, address to Congress, they called him the anti-Reagan. And uh, what does that mean? Did he say say yes to drugs? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, like like, and I've I've heard this and seen this before. Um, even comparing him to Bill Clinton, because Bill Clinton did a State of the Union where he said the era of big government is over. And then Biden seems to be bringing it back in with, like, all his government spending and such. With the American, you know, infrastructure plan, his jobs plan, his COVID relief, all that. Um, it, it's a lot of, like, government spending and involvement. And they're saying it's really basically, you know, Reagan ushered in the era of small government in the U.S. with his huge tax cuts and cuts in services and everything. And then... You know, that kind of went up and down with Republicans and Democrats, but it kind of stayed in that small government era. And they're saying that now Biden is betting that America's ready for bigger government again, like how it was in the pre-Reagan era. Well, I don't know about that, but I do agree. In, in a, like, after you had a full financial and, and systems shutdown... You know, it's like boosting your car, right? If your car sits out in the lot for a week, it it might not start. You need to you need to hook up jumpers to a to a fresh battery to get it running. And and I yeah. think I think that's what this is. Had there been no COVID, and Biden somehow manages to beat Trump, uh, does uh, does this happen? This bill probably not. I mean, this is a jump start I for think- the economy. Well, yeah, probably not the relief, but the the infrastructure bill probably still would have happened. I doubt you know? it. And and we, I think it would have. It was something Biden's been talking about for a long time. Nowhere near on that uh, scale, though. You know, and, and maybe not, but I don't think it matters because it was the Great Depression that started with F- and FDR started sort of like you know Medicare and Social Security in the U.S. And then that was, even after the Great Depression ended, that was popular and built on. Like, the Great Depression provided the opportunity, maybe COVID's providing the opportunity, the opening that's needed, but that doesn't mean that once it's over, it won't continue. Yeah. Once people and, are like, actually, this wasn't too bad. But I also think you can provide stimulus and jobs and not have a big government. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean bigger government. Yeah. 
I guess we'll see. Hopefully, you know, COVID's gone before four years is up, and we'll see how he is once he's not COVID president. Yeah, I don't. I I mean, personally, I I, I think governments aren't good at much. They they tend to move too slow for most things. Like if you're talking about business wise, so they're they're better to help other people run businesses. You know, and a yeah. stimulus package does that, and and things. But the other thing is, you need people not to take advantage of this time, and and you know, charge out the wazoo for a job just because they can. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But hopefully, it all works. I, I think it's a good idea. I think I hope they spent enough, and hopefully, it gets the economy moving down there because uh, you know we're tied to them. Yeah, absolutely. And then lastly, um. California Governor Gavin Newsom is facing a recall election. Um, the Secretary of State of California has confirmed that a petition to start a recall election hit the um, national, or sorry, not the national, the required uh, amount of legitimate signatures to trigger a recall election. So now, in uh, sometime between the summer and winter, Californians will go to the polls to face the question, do you want to recall Gavin Newsom? I think, I heard Ricky Gervais uh, talk about this, just talking about, he wasn't talking about this, he was talking about um, signing petitions for animal rights things, and how it used to be a lot of work and really hard, but the internet has made it super easy. And I think that's what this is. I think you, with the, you know, What's the list required? Like 100,000 signatures or something? 1.5 million. Okay, that's a lot. But I'm just... <laughs> that is a lot. But... Well, okay. Is it the you same... it's a lot. Um, it's not like you need... Like, pre-internet... Like, is this law a pre-internet law? You know, know. what I mean? Yes, yes it is. So yeah. then... So then how... How hard was it to go and get 1.5 million signatures on something before the internet? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Um, Donald Trump in 2020 got 34% of the vote in California, which is a surprise to nobody. But that 34% by itself, that's 6 million people. Yeah. It was not probably not hard to find 1.5 million of them who wanted to sign the petition to recall the Democratic governor. No, no, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's not, I think yeah. now it's probably, because of the internet, it's so much easier to get people to sign them as well. And social media, like, I think you have to look at the numbers again. Yeah, I think the law should be changed as well. It's too, it's too easy. I mean, like... At least, look. all I'm saying is uh, look at it. If you think it's the right number, fine, but, uh, you know, what was, it probably wasn't done as a... You know, you maybe need more of a percent if it's done as a percent of the the vote, the percent of the population. But it just feels like, just in general, I don't know specific, but in general, with with the advent of social media and 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 the internet, it's just way easier to get signatures yeah, on it something. Is really, it really is. And like uh, everything I've read and seen about it is people saying, you know, Gavin Newsom, he's not worried really, um, and and I don't think he needs to be. Like, I don't think he can ignore it. Like, he needs to go campaign now. But as long as he just plays the cards right, which shouldn't be difficult, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, well, it could prove interesting anyway. Yeah, we'll see. But I don't think it'll go anywhere. And even then, like, even if he's recalled, a Republican's not going to win, you know? Probably not. 
like the last time the U.S. California had a recall election in 2003, and they recalled their Democratic governor, and then that's when they ended up electing Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. But 2021 is not 2003. And there's no Arnie on the ballot. Yeah, it's not the same state. And this is the election where, you know, Caitlyn Jenner said she's running for governor of California, but nobody's running for anything unless they recall Gavin Newsom, which I doubt they're going to do. Right. Yeah. But anyway, that's all I have for political this week. Wow. 16 yeah. minutes, 17 minutes. If we like, like an hour. If we if we banter for 10 seconds, it's 17 minutes. <laughs> well, you need to do yours. Oh, I didn't do mine yet. No. Oh, okay. Then it'll be more than 17 minutes. Well, the Supreme Court in the U.S. Uh, this past Monday agreed to hear a challenge to restrictions on carrying firearms outside the home. Now, this will uh, potentially tee up a, a landmark dispute over the scope of the Second Amendment. In an unsigned order, the justices took up a bid by two gun owners at a New York affiliate of the National Rifle Association to challenge the state's denial of their applications for concealed carry licenses for self-defense. So, this case, uh, it represents the first time the 6-3 conservative court will hear arguments over this, this the gun debate and concealed carry in New York, uh, which is uh, kind of scary. Yeah, concealed scary... Yeah, I don't know if concealed carry is any is much scarier than open carry. I prefer no carry. Yeah, no carry is ideal, but I prefer open carry to concealed carry because then if I see somebody walking, you know, somewhere with a gun, I can leave that area. Uh, yeah, but if everybody's walking with a gun, you can't leave the area. Like in in when we were in Israel, everybody just is walking around with guns. I, it's part of me is like I'd rather not know. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But still, it just. I, I feel like this is gonna this is probably gonna break in the NRA's way with a six three Supreme Court set up right probably. now. And that I mean it just feels like the wrong way to be heading right now. That's that's the problem with lifetime appointments. It ends up with institutions that are decades behind the rest of the country. Yeah, I I mean, it's not the lifetime of... I mean, it is, but it's also the new appointees. So they aren't behind the country. They're exactly what the country asked for. It's 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 well, a year behind the country. It's six months well, behind the country. Not necessarily, because if there was term limits, you know, some of those Republican judges that, you know, have been on there for 40 years, they might be gone by now. Those might have been Barack Obama appointees, you know? Maybe, or maybe they all line up with Republicans and it's 7-2 right now. I mean, you don't know if they had different... Like, you just don't know. Yeah, but there would be... Yeah, you don't know, but it's still, like, it gives it more time to sort of adjust, you know, like... Yeah. Coming I, with, with what's going on in the country. Yeah. The real issue is is having political alliances in your justice system. Like it's, oh, well, it's almost yeah. like church and state, right? Like it should be separate. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to tell you something about my life. You know, we say church and state should be separate, and everybody wants to keep church and state separate, but yet 
It's not. It does, doesn't, not in the U.S. Not in the U.S. Not so much here. Uh, I would say it is outside of the Conservative Party. Uh, uh, yeah, you don't, you know, uh, Trudeau doesn't say God bless us all at the end of his things. I, I don't know if he does or not, but I, I just, I don't think it's quite as separate as it should be. No, yeah, I agree, but uh, I, I think it's fairly separate outside of Quebec and outside of Conservative parties. Anyway, political's over. <laughs> uh, closer to fine. Well, we were able to watch your play online, which is not the same thing as being there, but it was still it was it was well done uh, by both by both uh, you and your 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 group there and uh, and the people that recorded it. Really a top notch recording, like really was it really good. Higher quality than the high school ones. Probably. <laughs> I hope so. No, the the last one was pretty good quality recording too. Yeah, fair. The the Adams family. Yeah, but this was it was it was very very well done, very well recorded, and really it it I mean uh, a bizarre play. I'm sure most of our listeners watched it. We put the link up on the blog. So it's gone now. No, I know it's too late now, but I put the link up. On the blog on the on Wednesday, so they they all I'm sure everybody went and watched it. Yeah, because we advertise our website really well, and I'm sure they all remember it existed. I we talked about it last Sunday, and we said we talked about yeah, it. Yeah, when when did you release last Sunday's episode, Dad? Wednesday, and that's when I put the blog up. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like everybody had they had forty eight hours to listen <laughs> and watch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was sick. Give me a break. The uh <laughs> the um anyway, it was really good. If you get a chance, uh if there's any other productions that are on, you should watch it too. It's well done. It's a I mean it and you said there was two actors that were like professional paid actors to be up there, right? So the one of them I knew just because he looked older than students. I didn't know there was a second one. Which is just saying that, like, everybody was on, like, that professional level. It really felt like a professional play. So well done. So funny. Even though I didn't understand most of it, I uh, I enjoyed it. But I do like that first scene. That was my, I think that was my favorite scene in the play. Because it still all made sense then. <laughs> I hope that the beginning, like, makes sense at least. And in Houston on Wednesday, a giant alligator and a cow caused separate separate traffic jams. Uh, first off, early in the morning, a cow escaped and, and wandered onto the road that blocked traffic early in the morning. Um, the They were able to uh, corral it into a cemetery where the owner came and picked them up later. And then uh, a couple hours after that, an uh, eight-foot alligator wandered onto the road about 15 miles from where the cow was and uh, stopped traffic again. So, I bet you that was like somebody somebody driving to work was stopped by the cow and they were driving back, they were stopped by the alliga- <laughs> alligator and they're like, what the hell is going on today? <laughs> the, the headline was something like, wildlife turns commute into a zoo or something like that. Relatively <laughs> clever. Anyway, that's, that's all I got. Well, I just got one um, on Friday. 
we were able to have a sort of um, condensed version of what's called drama grad. And um, it's like a graduation ceremony, but just for the drama department. Right. And so in normal years, it's held with like, you know, the BFA actors, the BA actors, stage management, like everybody within the drama sort of area department. Yeah. And it's all, you know, we gather in the theater and we watch people go across and blah, blah, blah. And it's great. And there are speakers and we all listen and it's wonderful. This year was a bit different. Um, every sort of like um, s- section went in separate sections. So, you know, like um, BAs went and then they did their thing. And then a few minutes later, um, um, you know, stage management came and they did their thing. And, and, and I didn't get to see anybody else's, but I can tell you what ours was like was we all got dressed up and then we met in the lobby of the Tim's Theater at 145. We were we made a line of our names in alphabetical order and stood six feet apart. And then we were like led into the theater. The theater was empty except for a few techs who were working some microphones and camera because it was filmed. Um, and then we went up on stage and there was 10 chairs on stage spaced apart and a podium at the center. Um, then we all sat down. Uh, and then there was a class speaker who for our class, it was Zach. He gave a little speech. Then we had a faculty teacher and that was our singing prof, Kim. And she gave a little speech, and then, um, and then she finished her speech. We clapped. We were crying, and somebody said, "Okay, it's two twenty-four. You have uh, six minutes to get to rehearsal. Go." So then, crying and emotional, we left the building, ran down the hallway, changed out of our nice clothes into rehearsal clothes, got to rehearsal, and started rehearsing our play. Um, and that was that. What? Uh- so so we'll get to see it? It was filmed? Yeah. So we get to see it? Yeah. Okay, when? I, I mean, if you want, it's it's basically two speeches while my class watches. Yeah. They don't... I sit in a chair uh. and listen, <laughs> cry a bit. What did Zach have to say? Oh, a bunch of nice things. You'll see. I'll send it to you. Um, the, uh... The, uh... He's the one that was doing that online gaming thing over initial COVID times, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was nice and emotional, and and it was crazy, because, like, so then just, you know, we launched into rehearsal. It was like, we're graduating, except we're not, because we're going to go rehearse our third of four shows, so. You're almost graduating. It's the mostly graduated. Mostly, mostly drama, mostly grad. Half grad. Yeah. Yeah. Two third grad. <laughs> and now the end is near. All right. There are pictures. I'll send you some. Cool. That's now recorded as well. Great. <laughs> uh, parting thoughts. You know how how I told you the the first COVID test. It was like having like a floss pick put up my nose and yeah, yeah so it was like no problem at all. So I had to go yeah. again recently, this time with different results, but nonetheless. And uh, this time, yeah, they stuck a Q-tip up my nose. It was unpleasant. Yeah, it is. I did not like it at all. No. It really, it's a big difference. I feel like that should be standardized. Now having had both, 
I feel like that should be standardized to the little thing that sticks up your nose, not the big thing. It's not nice. <laughs> like you're already sick. Do you need a big Q-tip shoved up your nose? It's not nice. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've had every time. It's not fun. Really? You've missed out. Because yeah. you've been three times. I've only been <laughs> twice, and I've got one of each. The first one was way better. Plus, it gave me a negative, so I like it better. Uh, that's, yeah, yeah, it's not fun. Um, have you seen Staples' new logo design? No. Should I Google it? Hey, it's horrible. Yeah, it's terrible. I hate it so much. And... Uh, I gotta tell you, I don't know what Staples' old logo design was. I'm sure you'll be able to see it. It's like, like, uh, it's just like Staples spelt out, um, but they've, they've changed it, and... And it's just so much worse. And, you know, a company like Staples, you want it to be good. Like, they should be good, you know? Does it just say Staples within that red Staples at the end of it? Yeah, well, it used to be... The font used to be different. It used to often say Business Depot underneath in black. And now it's just Staples in all lowercase. It used to be all uppercase. Now it's all lowercase. And then it has the two, yeah, bracket. Well, I'm assuming those are Staples facing each other. Yeah, maybe. Oh, that would make sense. It would make sense. But they also they could be. The they also they also could be rotary telephones. Way to the new way. Sorry. They also could be rotary telephones. Yes. Either way, I hate it. It makes me so upset. They shouldn't have changed. They used to be better. I don't remember the old one, so it must not have been fabulous. But this isn't great either. It was. That's the thing. It. But it doesn't need to be fabulous. It was plain. It got the point across. It was easy to read. It, like, why do you have to change this infantile font? It makes me upset. What? Are you on the Staples? Do you have opportunity to come across the Staples logo a lot? I've been to Staples a lot recently because I've been printing off scripts. Uh. Um... So I, I was just there today, and I was there, like, last week as well. Oh, okay. And and did you notice the change? Like, last week you went, and you're like, man, this is a nice logo. And this week you went, and you like, what did you do? No, this was actually a while ago that they changed it. By a while, I mean, like, two, three weeks that they changed it. Oh, okay. Um, I think it was just last time. But uh, I just mentioned it today because I was thinking about it today because I went again, and every time I go, I'm like, ugh, gross. It feels like they've changed their whole website Probably. to be a little Just bit, to, a little bit more staples. Kid, go to images, and you'll see an old version. A little bit more kid friendly or something. <laughs> like go to images. Oh yeah, okay. It was all it was all caps, and the L was a paperclip. Yeah. Right, and now it's all lowercase, uh, and it, I mean maybe the maybe the L is a tack could be a pin or it's just a small lowercase l i'm not sure um or it could be a paperclip on its side and not bent so it uh, you know it's still a paperclip but they turned it sideways now so you can't you only see the edge of it and then and then i'm i'm pretty sure those are two staples um at the end of it which feels maybe which which yeah i'm not a fan the um, fact that it's ambiguous. I would agree, and also you don't. It just feels it just feels lazy to put staples at the end of your name when it's staples. It does. 
putting a paperclip in. Moving from all caps to all lowercase also just feels so infantile. Yeah. Like, they used to be like, we're a business place, and we sell office supplies. And now it's like, ooh, we're so cute. <laughs> yeah, and the the L is a paperclip shows you what else they have, right? We're not just staples. Yeah, staples. We also have paperclips. We have all yeah. your we have all your paper binding needs. Yeah. And so this is worse. This is this new one is so much worse. Yeah. And I'm so sad that they changed it. And it's a real shame because you know, office supply depots are, you know, with also print centers and everything like that. They need you expect them to have good logos and and now I don't know. It's ruined. Yeah, well, you know, what's to say they're gonna they, they might change it again. Although, you know, People tend not to change these things too often because it's ex- it's an expensive proposition to change your logo. Did they change ownerships or something or I don't management know. I, I doubt it. or they just couldn't afford capital letters anymore? There've <laughs> been so. Uh, they, did they stop? Times yeah. Did they stop? Did they stop carrying paper clips? And they said, "Well, we can't have the paper clip L in our name." Then. Yeah, prob- that's probably it. Maybe I don't know. Crazy crazy stuff <laughs> well I guess that is it for this week uh, and I just realized I used the device that was recording all this to pop over and look at the Staples logo but I'm pretty sure it's still recorded um, but uh, I'll check and uh, we might have to record it again if not forward our Staples rants <laughs> maybe we can um, we can rewrite some jokes yeah <laughs> And if not, then that'll be it for us. So thanks again for listening, and we will talk at you again next week. Bye.